live from the Weirton Area Museum and Cultural Center, the Ohio Valley Cloak and Dagger Company presents Cloak and Dagger on the Air, a monthly theatrical series that reimagines the golden age of radio for the modern year. This time, Hot and Bothered, three stories set in the middle of summer when the human brain is overheated and their actions unpredictable. We begin with a 1945 radio drama by Louis Estes titled Summer Storm, starring Jalen McCrary. It's exciting when there's a storm and strange things can happen. Uh, some people are sensitive to changes in the weather, like me. There's nothing odd about that. It's like people who talk to themselves. I talk to myself a lot. I think about things and I talk to myself about them. There's nothing odd about that. Come on, Eddie, get the suitcase packed and let's get out of here. Like that. I talk to myself, you know, just making up my mind because there's no one else around to talk to me. I was just getting myself on the move again because the landlady wasn't taking care of the room. She was away on a visit and her husband, Mr. Waters, was slopping around in a bathrobe trying to run the place. makes the bed. You've used the same towel for a week. It's time to get out. Lock up the suitcase and get going. There's Waters. Guess she can't sneak out without us seeing you. That's a mean man, Eddie. You can tell by his little eyes. All fat men aren't good nature. Look at him. Stuffing himself with pig's knuckles. Whatever they are. Hello, Eddie. Morning, Mr. Waters. <coughs> Pig's knuckles don't taste too good. As good as they didn't an hour ago. I guess I'll feed the rest of them to Graham's dog. Oh, that'd be nice, Mr. Waters. Yeah. You taking your laundry out? N no, sir. These are clothes. I'm leaving, sir. Uh, what? Leaving. I'm sorry. Uh, what's what's the matter, Eddie? Don't you don't you like the place? Uh, yes, sir. But I gotta get closer to my work. Here are the keys before I forget them. Yeah, well, uh, better wait a while, Eddie. Uh, looks like we're going to have a storm sometime today. Oh. oh, I don't mind the storm, Mr. Waters. I'm funny that way. Yeah, well, it'd be a lot better if you wait till my wife gets home. <clears throat> Won't be more than a couple couple hours. You mean she'd blame you for my leaving? She might. Got a nasty tongue. Oh, you stick around till she gets back, Eddie. No, I gotta be going. Well, besides, I, I I ain't feeling so hot. Been feeling bad all all morning. God, oh, getting worse, Eddie. I'm sorry, Mr. Waters. Oh, my stomach. I'm sorry, Mr. Waters. Honest, but I gotta go. Wait a minute. Ain't you forgetting something? Forgetting something? What are you trying to pull anyhow, Eddie? Well, I don't get it. Yeah, you don't, huh? What What about the hmm, rent? The rent? Last week's rent. What do you, you think? What do you think I am, a sucker? I've paid my rent. Oh, yeah, you did, huh? Give, give me that suitcase. I paid it to your wife before she went away. That's your story. You go ahead and leave if you want to, but this suitcase, this case stays and... Till I, till I get that rent? But you've already got 
Duh, you know I paid it to Mrs. Waters. You're trying to make me out a liar. But you, 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 you were here. You, you got a, a receipt? Well, she never gave me one, said I didn't need it. Give me that suitcase. Don't you take a swing at me. Why, you can't slap me around. Why, you asked for it. Mm. Oh, you don't like it when I fight back. Me. No, I'm not. Oh, maybe I should. <laughs> you had enough? <laughs> oh, I better let him go. He looks bad, Eddie. Who you talking to? Myself. Get over there, you fat. <laughs> I pushed him too hard, I guess. Gee, he looks bad. He's out cold, Eddie. Uh, Mr. Waters, Mr. Waters, you all right? Oh, somebody at the door. I, I better be quiet. Our Waters. That's Mr. Farrell from next door. Oh, that clock's awful loud. Are you in there, Waters? Hey, hey, what's up, Graham? Ah, uh, come up here, Eliza. Something fishy's going on. Huh? What's going on? I'll push your ear to the door and listen. I don't hear nothing. Something fishy. What's going on in there? What, what do you mean? Well, Waters was yelling his head off a minute ago, and now he won't answer his dang door. Hey, our Waters, you all right? I don't hear him. That's what I mean. I think we ought to go in and see what's the matter. You mean, you mean just walk in? Well, what do you think? Huh? They're coming in here, Eddie. I said, what do you think? Oh, you got to get away. I I out the know. back door. Maybe we ought to call the police. Oh, no, no, no. They can see Suppose you from where they are. Uh, the, the, the attic. What do you mean? That's it. They, they don't like know about I that. Said, woman, I heard him uh, yelling But don't make any noise. Better not let them find you, Eddie. But Waters, he's always up there. About where, where you help Mrs. Waters store the blankets. Why don't you try not Just to step over no, Mr. Waters, Eddie. Silly. He looks bad. That's gonna do there. no good. Now, quiet. Right up here's a place to hide. If they start upstairs, I'll crawl in the attic. Listen, gotta see what they do. Can't have them see me there. There, see? It ain't locked. Come on in. Do you think we ought to? Sure. I told you, I think there's something pretty wrong in here. I don't like it, Graham. I'm getting out. Ah, leave me alone. Nothing doing, nothing doing. Well, this ain't none of my business, Graham. I feel like a fool if Mr. Waters comes strolling down them stairs. He's not gonna come stroll down... Where? Look under the table. Good Lord. Waters, say, listen. No, let's get the table away. Don't just stand there. I don't like this, Graham. Let's get the table away. I tell you, he may be hurt bad. Now, come on, grab the table. All ah. right. Waters? Waters? You all right? We better call the doctor. Yeah, yeah, there's a phone over there. Hey, wait. Hmm? 
need no doctor. What? We need the police. The, the police? Yeah. Guy's dead. Dead. Waters was dead. The words make me weak. I'm sick all over. I, I, I hadn't hit him hard. I, I just grabbed him around the neck and, and pushed him back when the fight went out of him. I, I remember the table, though, when he fell against it. It tipped up and must have smashed the back of his head. That, that was it. That killed him. And now they'd start looking for me. And, and when they found me, they'd, 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 they'd hang me. They'll say, you killed him, Eddie, and you hang for it. They're, they're calling the police now. When they find you here, they'll say you killed him, whether you meant to or not. And, and they'll be right, Eddie, you did. Maybe you can get away. Listen, be, be quiet. See what's going on down there. No sound but the clock. Wonder where they are. You can tell the police about this when they get here, Brent. No, stick around. You're a witness, too. No, no, sorry. I'm going back home. I don't want to get mixed up in this thing. What's the matter, Eliza? You yellow? No, I ain't yellow. Told you before, it's none of my business, and I'm getting out. Oh, go on, go on, get out, get out, a dang woman. I'll just wait here till the police come. Maybe, maybe now's your chance, Eddie. Uh, he's all alone. Sneak downstairs before the police come. Get out of this house and get away, far away. Watch out for the stairs. He's, they squeak. Who's there? right below you, Eddie. But he can't see you. Take it easy. Now's your chance. That heavy chest. Drop it on him. Uh, uh, of course, you don't want to kill him, but, but if, if you do, you can get away from here. <clears throat> Just lift it over the rail and drop it. You killed one man, or, or they'll say you did. They can only hang you once. <clears throat> Lift it slowly, Eddie. Slowly. Now lift it over. Quiet. You missed your chance. You let the clock scare you. It's gone. The police. Oh, they're here. For the first time, panic overtook me. I sat down the chest and stepped back into the shadows. Beside me was the door of the hall closet. I, I remembered that in there was the trap door which led to the attic. I slipped in, got my foot on the wall hook, and scrambled up over the clothes that were hanging there. I pushed back the little trap door, lifted myself through the hole, and I listened to them. I, I could hear the muffled voices, but I couldn't hear what they were saying. They must have been down there with Mr. Waters. Somebody's coming up the stairs. He's coming down the hall. The attic was long and low. He wouldn't think of anyone being in the, up in there. Or would he? It 
was dark except for the light from a small ventilator. I moved back into the shadows. I crouched low because the space was too small to stand up in. Suddenly, my hand brushed against a short piece of pipe that had been left there for a long time. The dust was thick on it, but it was a weapon. Made me feel safer. I moved quietly over the trapdoor and waited. Get ready for him, Eddie. He opens the trapdoor, you'll have to hit him. They can only hang you once. Anyone up there, officer? Nope, nobody here. That's all I remember for a while. I must have passed out for hours when, when I woke up. The attic was black and heavy with heat. Still, there was no storm. Only a vague threat and, and distant thunder. But in, inside of me, there was a threat too. The beginning of a storm. My head ached and my mouth was dry. I, I knew there was cold water in the icebox and I wanted it. The storm was coming closer inside of me and I hadn't been moving. I slid the cover back and listened. The house was quiet. There was only the ticking of the big hall clock. So I dropped through the hole and started down through the stairs. Suitcase in the hall, don't forget that. Someone's at the door. Hello, Agatha. Graham wanted me to. Well, that is. Oh, I want it's, it's you, Eliza. I'm glad someone's come over. Easy do. I've been alone for hours ever since the cops stopped to haul the body away. Well, Graham says. Gosh, I can't tell you how bad I feel about this. Uh, come in, Eliza. Graham and I, we both think he was a swell man. Your husband, I mean. Uh, yes, uh, yeah, he was. Yes, sir, he really swell. They didn't come any better than him. Anyway, anyway, my husband seen me from the window, and he said that... Come in, Eliza. In? In there? I mean, just for a minute. All right. Just for a minute. They won't find you, Eddie. Not I can't stay if long. If you stay quiet and anyway, keep back my here husband, I want to know in the if there's shadows. anything we can do. I mean, if you're scared to be alone or anything. No. No, there's nothing. Just finish up my dinner and I'll go to bed very shortly. I, I'm not frightened. Oh, gosh. Gosh, it was simply awful. He was lying there and bleeding so heavy. I was standing right there looking at him. It was the way he was breathing that got me. Sort of gasping. You know what I mean. Yeah, yes, I, I know, Eliza, but he, he's gone now, and there ain't any good to worry about. Listen, listen, did you, did you hear something? Listen. Hear something? Where? 
stand him up. Somebody breathe him. Stop breathing, Eddie. Well, I, I don't hear anything. Good lord, it sounded just like him. What, what on earth are you talking about? Your nerves are all on edge, Eliza. No, no, look, I gotta be getting back. You're sure there ain't nothing you need? No, I'm quite all right. If there's anything you need, you just call. Well, I'm going right to bed. I don't feel well. Well, I shouldn't wonder. I shouldn't wonder. I'll tell my husband. Well, good night. I'll be all right. I'll be all right. Okay. Good night, Eliza. Don't, don't worry about me. Yes, well, good night. Better get back to your husband. A good night. I gave her an hour to get to bed and to sleep. I stayed right there, counting the seconds and listening to the ticking of the big clock in the hall. My muscles were stiff and my throat was dry and, and sore from swallowing. I hardly dared breathe. Finally, I slipped out up my suitcase and started to tiptoe out. The back door would be best, I thought. I went slowly in the dark, thinking that I could see the spot on the kitchen where Mr. Waters' body had been after the fight. But the back door was in blackness. I tried the knob softly. The door wouldn't open. It was locked, not with a knife latch, but with an old-fashioned iron locks that were on all the doors in the house. There was no way out without a key. I started for the window. That was no good either. The screens were heavy and were nailed firmly in place. I helped nail them myself. I knew that cutting them would make too much noise. There was no way out except with a key. And that must be in Mrs. Waters' room. Back down the hall, I went to the downstairs bedroom. The door was unlocked, and I opened it and listened. She's asleep, Eddie. The keys must be on the dresser right over there, Eddie. The storm was getting close outside, and I felt all stormy inside. I had to get the keys, get out of this house. It was too dark to see Mrs. Waters in bed. She was breathing heavily. I brushed past the bed. My knee touched the chair. I went on until I felt something waist high the dresser. I moved my hand slowly over the top of the purse. some. I 
I reached inside. There was something steely and, and cold. The key... Oh, no, no. Scissors. Long ones. Sharp and pointed. phone was frightening. I, I wanted to run to get out of the room, but I couldn't remember where the door was. I, I held the scissors like a weapon, a knife, and flattened myself against the wall. Oh, dear, the phone. Hold that phone. Eddie, Eddie, hide somewhere. The phone at this hour? I stepped back into the closet some clothes in front of me just before she snapped on the light over the bed. I'm coming, I'm coming. I talk softly to myself like I, I always do when I'm alone and scared. You got the scissors, Eddie. If she comes in here, you'll have to use them. They, they must know you killed Mr. Waters. It, it wouldn't be right to kill her, too. But what if she finds you, Eddie? You, you're no killer, Eddie, but you can't be caught. You can't. If, if she opens the door, do it. Do it quickly, Eddie, and then run. She just took the rope off the hook. You didn't have to kill hello. her, did you? Yes. Not yet. Oh, hello, Abigail. Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. Let me get rid of that. Now's your chance, Eddie. Her handbag's on the bed. Let, let's see. Oh, here they are. The keys, Eddie. Get them back to her before she's through. Hurry. Inside me, settled down the same steady rhythm of the raindrops. I hadn't eaten all day, and I was weak and shaky. The water dripped from me, and the back slapped against my leg, and, and my shoes made the little splashing noises in the mud. I counted my footsteps. I counted to a thousand, and, and then started over. Through the rain, I saw an all-night diner. I shook the rain from my hat, looked inside. There was a woman in an apron. No one else. I hesitated for a moment, but the smell of food and coffee came to me, so I opened the door and walked in. Well, what'll it be? Uh, coffee. Coffee. Man, whew, boy, you're really wet. Yeah. Boy. Give me, give me a sandwich, any kind of sandwich. Sure, 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 coming up. Look, kid, take off your coat and let me hang it up by the coffee board. Oh, I'm all right. Let me have the sugar. Sure. Cream? No. Huh. A beef sandwich, all right? It's all I got. Hello, Casey. Well, what's cooking with the police department on a night like this? Oh, plenty, man. Eddie, don't, don't, don't run. Yeah, give me a couple of coffee in a Take hurry, it easy. Coffee coming up, Casey. Hey, kid, beef sandwich okay? Sure. 
Raincoat's dripping all over your floor. I'll, I'll hang it up, Madge. Okay. Really wet out there. Mm-hmm. He's hanging up his gun too, Eddie. See if if you can get it if you have to. Uh, well, uh, how'd you get so wet, kid? I didn't see you before. Uh, I, I I got caught in the storm. Yeah, I see. Oh, thanks, Madge. Hey, look, kid. Uh, maybe you'd better come along with me down to the station house. It was done. It was over. They caught me. I felt free up until now. I, I was looking for where, where his gun was hanging by his raincoat. Now I'd have to try it. I'd have to kill again, I thought. I, I could get them both and get away, maybe. They could only hang me once. Well, how about it, kid? I'll book you as a sleeper. In the morning, you'll be dried out on your way, okay? You, you, you mean, you, you mean just sleep there? Well, why, sure. There won't be any charge against you. Well, well, thanks, but I gotta get, get along. Okay, have it your way. What owe you, Madge? Just a dime. Yeah, here's a buck. Cover the kid's tab, too. Thanks. You been hitting the ball tonight? I'll say. Been taking the doctor around. Have to go back and pick him up now. Oh, emergency case, huh? Yeah. The doc called it uh, botulism. Something like tomain poisoning. Said it was eating pig's knuckles. <laughs> Old Lady Waters up on Elm Street. Gotta be awful careful of them things. Well, they warned her about them, but I guess she just ate them anyhow. They were from the same batch that killed her husband earlier today. <laughs> she didn't know that's what it was that happened to him, and she ate them too. Tomain's bad stuff. Hits you just like that. Yeah, well, so long. So long, Casey. More coffee, kid? No, thanks. Did you hear that about Mr. and Mrs. Waters both dying from the same thing? Yeah, pig's knuckles. Ah, you gotta be careful of that Tomain stuff. Well, looks like the storm's over. Sure is. The moon's out, just a summer storm, and now it's all over. That'll make it nice for you. Feel all right? Me? I feel swell. And so concludes Cloak and Dagger on the Air's production of Summer Storm, a 1945 radio play by Louis Estes, and starring Jalen McCrary as Eddie, Rob DeSantis as Mr. Waters, and Officer Casey. Celeste Berga was Eliza Farrell, Odessa Horez was Agatha Waters, and Bethany Fernball was Madge. Our score was composed and performed by Roberta Fidalsch, and our sound effects were created by the Holy Foley Moleys. (laughs) 